Song. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in to Escape from San Francisco hey, podcast. Yeah, I have I'm my Dina guest Rowe. today. You already know, straight from the skull. <laughs> so what song was that? That was Insecure. That was my most recent single that I just dropped. Yeah. How long ago did you drop this uh, single? I dropped it on SoundCloud like a couple months ago, probably like in May. And I'm about to drop it on all platforms like this month as well as a music video. So, yeah. Is this one of your favorite songs? Uh, I would say, yeah, it's probably one of my favorites just because of how like real I was with myself and raw with the emotions. Yeah. I like it. Thank Sounds you. Sounds really good. Thank you. <laughs> Who produced that for you? Um, it's a YouTube beat actually. And a good friend of mine, Adriel Diaz, he helped me with the concept of the song and helped me write. And he kind of was just like in the studio, like he knew I was dealing with my relationship problems. And he was like, you know what? Just make it a song. Like, you know, instead of being frustrated and being miserable and being mad at the world, just like make it music. And that's what I did. What was your inspiration um to get into starting you know to make music right. uh first uh, before I, you answer that i want to get back mm-hmm. and, and circle back to the beginning of like thank you for coming on the podcast thank i really appreciate you for having it. me <laughs> um thank you daily c shout out daily c for you hey. know uh, telling me for about a good person to get on the podcast and i appreciate you coming on um i know that you're an artist um mm-hmm. and that you are releasing music Yep. You have your uh, Instagram, your YouTube, and you, you're doing things here in the Bay Area. All San, of that. <laughs> San Francisco uh, artists out here. Yes. Now to the question is, what got you started in music and mm-hmm. um, how has that transpired over the years? Right. Uh, what really got me into music was my family. So my dad and his family, they came all the way from the Philippines and they were musically inclined. My grandfather, my dad's father, he was the uh, conductor at the Manila Opera House. So he and my dad's family, they were like already in the music game in the Philippines and they came to the U.S. to pursue music. And then my mom, 
Um, she was born in San Francisco and she was in the music as well. Her dad played the guitar and stuff like that. And she was a singer. So my dad and her hooked up when they were younger. And then, yeah, that's kind of just how it happened. Like it was in my blood. So I feel like I was born into it. You come from a very musically inclined family. Yes. What was your grandfather's name? The one that was in the opera? House? Uh, Johnny Rojo. Johnny yes, Rojo. Yes. And so you what's your style of music and i understand that your fume you got you know from your family but mm -hmm. is there any other uh musicians or artists or any type of music that inspires or that's inspiration for the type of music you make today i would say like the music that really inspired me would just be like the music i was kind of raised on like i was really raised on like the old school like r&b and like music with actual meaning behind it, not saying music nowadays don't, which they really don't. <laughs> but I would say like, you know, real heartful music, uh, music with meaning behind it. Like that's really what inspired me to do what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's like having meaning. Um, do you need to have meaning behind every song? I would say not every song, but I would say the whole purpose of a song or music is to express yourself and to really tell the story. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're having your music, what story are you trying to tell? I would say like a lot of people ask me that question and I'd say like specifically it depends on what kind of song it is, like what kind of picture I'm painting and more so of like what I'm feeling because a lot of my music is based off of like my own experience and like true emotions. Yeah, and this one way to express it is through your art. Yes. And your art yes. is music. And there's nothing better than putting your emotion, your thought, your feelings, whatever it might be, into mm -hmm. your music. And especially with Insecure, it's you yes. know, a really great single that you put out there. And Thank you. It's <laughs> heartfelt. Is there another song that you would like me to play that you could describe, um, like your um, what y your story was behind that? Your yeah, you can. Let's see. It's called Imperfect. Imperfect. And yes. so what? what's the story behind this song? So the story behind this song, um, so I was at home and I was just going through like, you know, some stuff in my mom and my parents room cleaning and stuff. And um, my mom, you know, uh, she passed away, sadly, but she, um, you know, she had her addiction and stuff like that. And I remember this so vividly because I found um, a little baggie of some stuff, some substance. And I remember like pulling it out and telling her like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Like, you know, you need to stop this. This shit is gonna kill you, you know? And like, it was just like a huge f like feud between me and her. Like, you know, that saying, you can't teach a old dog new tricks. Like, you know, so like that's where it was and that's where I left it. So I left home, I got on the bus. I literally um, locked myself. This is when I was working in the recording studio and I locked myself in the studio and I found a YouTube beat and I made a song and I just put all that emotion I was feeling towards my mom and just the situation and I put it into this song and that's what it's called, Imperfect. All right, I'm gonna get it played right now. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Lucid. This is Dina Rowe. 
song i literally wrote it i found the beat i wrote it i recorded it and i mixed it and i dropped it the same day like all within a few hours like i was determined i was just like i was so angry at the world but then i was just like it made such a beautiful song yeah and that's like it's a lot you know a lot of process yeah. and how how old were you at the time when you found it? i was uh 17 when I made that song. So you're 17 years old. You're, you're finding out this information first time, and it's, you're trying to process that, and, and you put it out there in the best way you can through yeah. a form of, through your art. Yes. And, uh, you know, someone that grew up with family members and even parents that had their own addictions, mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough. It's very um, very traumatic when you find out, especially later. Right. You know, right. I, I found out my stepdad was uh, a meth addict uh, when I was in high school. Which right. And he was like a methodic mind because my stepdad raised me since I was three years old and mm -hmm. consider him my dad and everything. And it was like, you know, made a lot of things click and you're finding right. out later on in life that, yeah, he's, you know, he's using substances. I right. mean, it's a whole different person now than he was back then on far as like, you know, all that stuff. He's been sober off that since I've been out of high school for over 10 years now. So I'm thankful that he got to that level. But, Right. You know, hearing your story about you coming across that as, as a kid, you know, and as a teenager and then dealing with uh, your own you know, mm -hmm. life and ever changing uh, society. Right. Going from your teenage years to your adulthood or young adulthood and stuff like that. Yeah. You have so much things going on in your life and right. that <coughs> compounding it, you know, I can't imagine what it's like, you know, to. It's know, crazy because like growing up, um, I wasn't even aware, like, you know, that they have been doing it, like, my whole life. And, you know, uh, it didn't really start to click until I got a little older. And then we kept becoming homeless. Like, you feel me? And I was like, okay. Like, we keep getting put in the same position. I'm like, okay, well, then something's not right. And then, like, I started figuring out, like, what withdrawals were and stuff like that. And, like, I figured out, like, okay, damn, like this is something I need to learn from. And this is something that though it's like, I'm like, I'm in it literally. It's just like, this is where I don't want to be in the future. Like literally, like I learned from it. No, I mean, you, you have to. Yeah. And um, so you can live a better life. You yeah, know, you exactly. always want to live a better life than your parents. And mm -hmm. like I said, I have a whole family um, dynamic you know a lot of family members that have that have substance related issues um, right. i have a sibling 
that, that my older sibling that had sub- substance related issues mm-hmm. and it caused her to go to jail, lose job, lose her, lose custody of her kids, you know, a right. lot of stuff, you know, she's changed over time, but it's taken a long time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But I wish she would have never, you know, picked it up in the first place. Right, right. right. And so her kids have to, they had to live with that. And now mm-hmm. they're, you know, teenagers becoming young adults and now they have to live their life. Right. And so that can be very traumatic as a young kid to understand and go through and a lot of people that are not from that life or don't know nothing about substances Mm -hmm. you know they don't understand what it's like to grow up that way and to live life with you know parents that are addicts or family members that are addicts right and it's a good thing i'm not saying it's bad you know i'm glad that they don't have addiction in their family but what they don't understand is that lifestyle that comes from that, you know, that right, struggle exactly, that comes from the that struggle, that different kind of poor, you know, right, that's a different exactly. kind of poor. Like yeah. your parents might be poor, but after are there addicts and right, poor? Like, exactly. And there's that hustle that they have too all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just that, that comes with that. It's, it's just draining on, a, on one person um, right. to going forward. Most and definitely. I really appreciate that song that, I don't know, that might be my favorite one, so <laughs> but just the way you put it together and everything right. like that. Um, and this was produced by, it was a YouTube beat. Uh, so YouTube I just beat. found it off YouTube and I was just like, I wrote it literally like less than 30 minutes and recorded it. And I, I understand now that you perform, you know, throughout the Bay area mm-hmm. and what's so far been your favorite performance to this date? Okay. I would say probably my favorite performance so far it wasn't even in the Bay Area, but it was all the way in Reno. And it wasn't even a planned performance. It was Jay Stalin's concert. And, you know, being the Bay Area folk we are, we're like, we're going to come. We're going to support Jay Stalin. And we went to Reno because we were in Tahoe. So we went to Reno and we saw him. But I was like, no, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to meet somebody like, you know, like I was determined. I spoke it into the world. I manifested it. And when we got there, I spoke to who we needed to. And at first they didn't want to like let me perform because they're like, oh, no, like people paid for this or like, you know, it's only locals and they have to sell tickets. Da, 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 da. I go outside. Three minutes later, the man comes back. He's like, all right. You could do three songs. And I was like, wait, for real? Like, I was so juiced. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to open up for Jay Stalin. So that happened. We opened up for him because he was like, literally, when he walked out, he was like, all right, you're about to go on next. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to go on. So it was just an amazing experience for real because after the fact, um, we performed like 30 minutes later, Jay Stalin, he pulled up by himself and he walked in the club by himself and he performed and all that and then after that um after he performed the dj was playing beats and stuff so i got on stage and i started freestyling shit and jay Stalin and all them were on stage and i got the chance to chop it up with him and stuff like that so even though it wasn't a planned performance it was definitely one of the funnest experiences i had just because i wanted it so badly and like i made it happen for myself that sounds scary. I don't know if I, have, <laughs> I don't even know if I had the courage to ever go up and try that. Um, yeah, and you put on the spot and you went out there and, and done that. Um, do you have yeah. video from that day? Yeah, I actually do. I do have video. Where can people find it? It's not out, but I'm planning on releasing it again because it was on my old Instagram, but my Instagram got deleted. 
all right whenever you put it out again let me know i, I need to i got it. you <laughs> so what does it mean to you being uh, a bay area artist a san francisco artist right. uh damn that's a good question what like damn because a lot of people like you know they from the bay and then they'll like move out the bay or like they won't rep the bay as hard as they should but like me being where i'm from being from the struggle in san francisco like i represent frisco so hard like literally die hard frisco like literally giants niners warriors like and i feel like that's part of being like a bay area artist is like showing people that you got that bay blood in you like you know like you go hard for your team because like i feel like a lot of people out here like it's a competition and it's like we're all competing with each other rather than showing love and like putting each other on and i feel like being a bay area artist like it's just having that hustle like that grind that that motive and it's a lot of bay area artists and i would say it could be talent but not everybody is talented too like not even to be cocky but like yeah i just feel like being a bay area artist like we are a different type of breed for sure no definitely uh, especially you know listening to some of the up-and-coming bay area artists and some of them that already like are established and are becoming established right um listening to their music is just seeing the drive and the hustle it takes in order to be successful mm-hmm. just living in the bay area it's a hustle right. you know it's, it's struggle. a lot of people struggle yeah. to, to afford to live out here mm-hmm. and being an artist is just no, there's no different you're out there struggling and you're out there hustling and trying to make it happen for yourself right has there been any artists that uh, taking you under you know, their wing or showing you a lot of love um, that y- you would like to shout out or mention? Um, so far, I haven't, like, really experienced, like, love for real from the artists. But, like, I definitely, I, like, have gone in touch with certain people. Um, like, June on the Beat, shout out June on the Beat. Like, you know, he cool. He be showing me love for sure. And I, like, I'm going to get in the studio with him eventually. Um, just bang, shout out, just bang. Um, you know, kick the sneak and Kafani. I got a song with them. Shout out them. Uh, Jay Stalin, you know, <laughs> shout out Jay Stalin. But there's not many Bay Area artists that are up there that have definitely like taken me under their wing because I feel like we all out here trying to get the same thing, and it's like they're only gonna put on somebody who who like who really wants it not saying that I don't really want it but it's just like it's hard when we're all going for the same thing so it's just like how can I put somebody on when I'm trying to put myself on you know yeah I mean and there's no there's no um no bad will towards that you know everyone's hustling trying to make it so we get on when you can and Mm -hmm. and hopefully your day comes where you get to that level where when you get that successful someone up and coming you might take them under that you know never got you never got that but you give it to someone else that's the best thing about coming up is is to always try to put other people on and and always look out for others and that to me is community that to me is san francisco and that's Mm -hmm. the barrier from what i've learned about it so far is how people come together and support each other it really makes a difference in someone's life and Mm -hmm. it's no different whether it's music whether it's local community organizations that are trying to you know help the needy um, whether it's, you know, rooting for the Giants, Warriors, you know, <laughs> right, the Niners, exactly. you know, whatever it might be, you know, there's always a sense of community and there's always a time and need to help someone. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you, if you can, if you have the means, then you do that. Right. 
Are there any Bay Area or San Francisco like female artists um, that you like or that you? I you love um, Kaylani. Shout out to Kaylani. I met her once. Um, she pulled my niece on stage twice. I love Kaylani. Like, I love her. She's an amazing artist for sure. Um, there's not many female artists that like I'm really tied in with. Rather than like my own friends that I personally know, like Katana. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of her, but she's from San Jose. She's an amazing singer. Um, my homegirl Bombshell Bombay. She's a rapper. She go crazy. Um, there's a lot of actual like female artists in the Bay Area, but it's just like like I said, like we're all in competition, so it's kind of hard because everybody wants to be in the spotlight, you know. So the song better. What what is the story behind that? So this song is actually a remix of SZA's The Weeknd. Do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah. So basically that song is about being a side bitch. Her version is just like, you know, being the girl on The Weeknd. So I basically flipped it and I put it into perspective of being the main chick. And I found out about the side chick and it's like I just really got my feelings hurt. So instead of like, you know, being a hoe and like fucking with somebody's man, it was me with my man and somebody like you feel me was fucking with him so yeah oh and i made the cover art <laughs> songs are fire like that's um something <laughs> i could see that you have passion behind and yeah. and something that you put a lot of effort into yes most definitely you have an amazing voice thank you <laughs> at, at what age did you like know like personally like oh i sing really good i sing better than the regular person i think 
I personally didn't know that until like I actually got older, like when I started recording in the studio. Like, of course, I knew like I had a beautiful voice, but I didn't know I like actually had a beautiful voice till I heard like a recording. But um, I knew that I was destined to do this and I knew I was more than just the average little girl that wanted to be a singer when I was five years old and I sang on the mic by myself and I sang a whole song all the way through with my family band behind me. So I was like, yeah, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing at five years old. Like, I saw that video. And I was like, yeah. That's, so <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I also saw a video recently that you posted of your of your mom, you mm-hmm. know, her singing, and yeah. I was like her voice was amazing as well. Yes, she taught me literally everything I know. So whenever people be like, "So when did you really start singing?" I'll be like, "When I came out the womb." Like, cause literally, like I feel like I didn't even start talking. I started singing. <laughs> like that's how I feel. Are you the only singer in like? your family like your um like with your cousins and um no like actually everybody in my family could technically sing we're all like musically inclined my brothers they could all play instruments and stuff like that everybody in my family has an ear for music but i feel like um out of all of my family members though i'm definitely the only one that's taking like you know the music career route like and actually you know making a name for myself in that way so how long have you been on that grind of trying to start your music career? Um, professionally and like independently, I've been trying to do this since I was like 15 and like releasing music since I was 16. So like five years now, I've actually been like in the music game, but actually performing wise, I've been performing for like 15 plus years. So how did you uh, meet Daily City? And how um, did you get put on, on? I met Dela City. Um, when was this? This was all the way in 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2017. But there was an event uh, for the Black and Brown um, in in San Francisco. And this is like this little social club for colored people and stuff like that. And they threw like little ciphers and stuff like that with um Larry Dorsey and Equipto. I'm not sure if you heard of them. But yeah, they be they they used to throw events there and stuff. And I was like putting my name out there and actually starting to perform. This is probably like one of my first few performances, like actually performing by myself and um San Fam, which was De La City, he was part of it at first, which is the brand he was on. And he asked me to come out and perform because he was vendoring there. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll be down. So he had me come out, perform. And like from then, like he loved my voice and like he knew I was extremely talented. And like he kind of just took me under my wing as little sis and like helped me out a lot. Like for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a great person. He ha- yeah. I mean, he's a great brand, and um, mm-hmm. he puts a lot of stuff on for the community. And yes. he's, he's a good, you know, organizer in that sense. Um, I was talking to him. I had him on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about four one five day. And oh I yeah. Saw that you, I <laughs> I sucks that I missed that day. I had to work, but I. I regret it. I should have got it covered. Um, <laughs> but I saw that you performed there. How yes. was that? How was the community? It was hella lit. Um. It was hella funny because I think I was like the first performer on this set and my set literally was about to start like 
two minutes and I got there two minutes before my set started because I was at another performance at 415 Day in the Tenderloin and the one that Della City was at was um, in the Mission. So I got there and, you know, just performing for my city folk and performing like, you know, city city songs like in a way like you know me mentioning the city and repping like all the teams like seeing everybody the whole community like getting hyphy and like actually fucking with my music like it was such an amazing experience like you feel me like it made me want to go harder for show like i was just like damn i can't wait for the next performance i'm definitely not missing the next one <laughs> yeah don't you better be there that one, it was amazing it was packed right there There was so many people i used to work in that area um and i used to go eat at that taqueria right there on the corner oh yeah that's hella so good they i used to go there all the time food. and then um i would get um sometimes there'd be a food truck there mm-hmm. there's always food trucks right there so yeah. i would always go get food from there as well um so i was always in that area and then just seeing the pictures and you know the crowd and and just the good vibes coming from that and you just yeah. it looked amazing and i'm yeah. glad everyone had a good time and it looked fun and i definitely don't want to miss one of those it was again hella fun. yeah I, so i definitely want to be throwing like events like community events like monthly type shit because i feel like that's very important with being an artist and actually just putting yourself out there so people know who you are do you have any new music or your, any um events coming up soon? yeah actually i do i'm throwing a little event on friday friday the 13th but that's like more of just like a little kickback but i'm actually collaborating with somebody who is my videographer kai eli um we're gonna be collaborating on a show so hopefully this month or next month we're gonna be doing like a little showcase have artists come through and that's what i normally do like monthly i normally throw like open mics or just shows for artists to have opportunity to perform because I know with COVID, like it's so hard and like a lot of artists haven't had oppor- opportunity to perform like this whole year at all or even last year. So that's what I've basically been trying to do like these past months, like since last year. Where do you usually have these events? I normally have them all throughout the Bay Area, whether it's in like Oakland, San Francisco or Rodeo. But um, the main spots be in Rodeo or in Oakland. And then you put these on and is there like a charge or a fee, anything to get in? Or is there, yeah. do you charge artists to go out there? I normally don't charge artists at all because uh, from experience, like, you know, having venues or shows ask me to perform but then tell me to pay it made me feel very uncomfortable because i'm the artist you guys are supposed to pay me so whenever i'm throwing my own events i tell the artist like you know like i'm not paying you you're not paying me but this is an opportunity for you to perform for you to get on stage for you to be heard you know and most of the time people fuck with it and they just are grateful for the opportunity you're a real one for that yeah (laughs) Do you have any new music that you're working on coming out? Yes, I'm actually working on a whole EP right now, as well as hella different singles, music video projects. So there's a lot coming. For and sure. where can people find that at? Um, it will be on all platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Musical.ly, TikTok, all of that very soon. Um, would you be able to give us like a little snippet? Of like like a, little, a snippet? Like a, a 15 seconds okay. of, of uh, of anything? Yes, I found the beat. So this right here is going to be on my EP with my homegirl, Honey Tay. And this is going to be like more different because like I normally am like lovey-dovey, you know, 
like heartbroken and my feelings sad, tripping over, you feel me, my mans or whatever. But this song is called Bay Area Tales. So it's just like, you know, it, it shows like how Bay Area women get down for real. Because if you really know, Bay Area bitches is really with the shit. So this is what we going to show. Like, you feel me? I'm going to rap my verse for you, too. <laughs> hey, look, Sunny Tay and Dina Ross. Hey, look, you already know. Hey, and we coming from the skull. Look, ha. Is you going to ride? Is you going to slide? To the day that I die. To the day that I die. Is you gon' ride? Is you gon' slide? To the day that I die To the day that I die Look, is you gon' ride for me the same I ride for you? I pull up with that bill money if I needed to I hold it down for you if you was locked up in that pen You know how I'm riding, baby, got you to the end Look, <laughs> this shit can't pretend You on my mind daily, got you stuck inside my head Thinking about you, yeah, get everything I need If it's guaranteed, you give it everything to me Look, <laughs> you get back what you give It's like karma, your life is a bitch What goes around, it comes around again Yeah, baby, this shit can't pretend Is you gon' ride? Is you gon' slide? To the day that I die To the day that I die Is he gon' ride? Is he gon' slide? To the day that I die To the day that I die Yeah <laughs> That's that one <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's a good one What's that one called? Um, I don't even know yet I think it's called uh slide or ride or die one of those <laughs> that was a good one thank you well i do appreciate you know you coming on the podcast yes. and spending this time with me and it was a pleasure having you on yes it was a pleasure and being here <laughs> i appreciate you so much and i would love to have you on in the future yes you have an amazing voice but you're even a better person <laughs> thank makes, you, you know, yes <laughs> um, before we end it uh would you like to end it on one last song so this is unreleased right here. Um, I never put it out. I honestly only recorded it once in the studio and I wanted to re-record it. But I think I'm going to just sing the whole song for y'all. So I hope y'all like it. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Yeah. So this song I had came up with um my dude and i like we had split and i was like really in my feelings and i was just like i'm tired of being so negative i'm gonna just like be positive and i freestyled this and this is how it came out boy you know just how i feel about you you know these feelings won't go away away till the end of my dying day i love you my baby oh i love you yes i do so thank you you're right here by my side Every day, every night We had our ups and downs 
We had a smiling frowns But it's okay Yeah, yeah Every day Every day is a new day We live and we learn But right now I just wanna thank you For everything The way that you love me And the way that you told me Things about me I didn't even know I miss you, I do And I just wanna kiss you, my baby boo I need you by my side Every day and night I want you here by my side Till the day that I die I hope you feel the same way too Cause baby I Yes, I do Baby, I love you Baby, I love you wow. <laughs> Oh my God, that's true uh, Thank you so much, I thank appreciate Thank you. you, I appreciate thank you, you. <laughs> Enjoy everyone <laughs> That's a good way to end the show <laughs>